Hail, you nostalgic travelers. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. Kendra, it feels like it's been since 1996 since we recorded this podcast. What's why your does name it feel, again? <laughs> why does it feel like that? Uh, uh, I'll, I'll get there. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles, in case anyone else has forgotten, yeah. and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning, and I've seen them all. It's just because it's been a month since we recorded the season six finale. Then we right. had the rap and the soundtrack episode in a week off, but it just feels it does weird. It's like a high school reunion right now. <laughs> Our show is brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include This and Dorian Life, previously on X-Men, and 90s Music Got Me Like. Maybe a new one? Or are we not allowed to say that yet? Maybe. Okay, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Here We Go Pod. And please subscribe and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Today we're discussing Beverly Hills 90210 Season 7, Episode 1, Remember the Alamo. And Kendra, this brings up a question that I often have. Why? Why are we supposed to remember the Alamo? Do you know the answer? Because they died and it was bad. You're you're close. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna read I looked this up. So this is from history.com. I'm just gonna read you a quick little blurb about why we remember the Alamo. And it is as follows. The Battle of the Alamo during Texas War for Independence from Mexico lasted 13 days from February 23rd, 1836 to March 6, 1836. In December of 1835, a group of Texan volunteer soldiers had occupied the Alamo, a former Franciscan mission located near the present-day city of San Antonio. On February 23rd, a Mexican force numbering in the thousands and led by General Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana began a siege of the fort. Though vastly outnumbered, the Alamo's 200 defenders, commanded by James Bowie and William Travis, and including the famed frontiersman Davy Crockett, King of the Wild Frontier, held out for 13 days before the Mexican forces finally overpowered them. For Texans, the Battle of the Alamo became an enduring symbol of their resistance to oppression and their struggle for independence, which they won later that year. The battle cry of Remember the Alamo later became popular during the Mexican-American War of 1846 to 1848. And there you go, Uncle Nick's History Corner. Thank you. You're yeah, welcome. I, I vaguely know about the Alamo, but not yeah. in depth. And uh, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, does anyone actually go to the Alamo in this episode? <laughs> I don't think it ever actually happens. I no. think they talk about it, but no one goes there. <laughs> I know Pee Wee Herman went to the Alamo at one point. I think I could have gotten the broad strokes. I, I would have said in like an outnumbered force yep. and Davy Crockett. That's, that's I did not close. know Davy Crockett was there. Uh, okay. So well, I learned something yeah. today. Yeah, you did. You did. All right, let's crack open the Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards and professional ethics. The week need not apply. This episode first aired on August 21st, 1996. Couple of birthdays. August 10th, Ryan Eggold, who plays Mr. Matthews in the CW years, turns 12. And August 26th, Evan Ross, who plays Charlie in the CW years, turns 8. Movies. August 16th, Tin Cup with Kevin Costner and Renee Russo. Never seen it. Never heard of it. Oh, really? I think it's a golf i want to say it's a golf movie with oh. kevin costner and renee russo i'm pretty right. sure i feel like we mentioned kevin costner on this podcast weekly it's the 90s baby <laughs> what are you gonna do and uh sorry august 23rd the island of dr moreau with val oh. Kilmer and marlon brando too soon kendra <laughs> yes you guys talked about this movie on the now uh done podcast three nice things <laughs> i was wondering what word you were going to go with i would have said done. retired yeah i thought maybe you were going to say defunct but you just said done it is donezo it's done is That's that true. is that anywhere for people to listen to it is yes okay. you can you can still listen to the old episodes on youtube and you can follow uh the radio meanwhile network on twitter at radio while and uh, radio meanwhile on facebook for links and all that kind of stuff but yes it is still there and thank goodness because I lived through this movie. We talked about this movie, and you it's came there. up with three nice things about the movie. I said three nice. I couldn't even tell you what they were now, and I'll tell you what they were all three lies. I know that because <laughs> there's nothing nice about this movie. But yes, go and find it. Go and find it on yeah. YouTube. All right, we also got a very Brady sequel with Shelley Long and Gary Cole. I like those. I like those ones. Those movies. I've seen the one where they go to Hawaii. And there's a tarantula I, that keeps I getting think, in the, their yeah. stuff. 
I think that's this one. I think that's okay. the sequel. I don't like tarantulas, the, so. I, I love classic TV and I love, you know, 60s and 70s classic TV. Brady Bunch just like never really fell in that window for me. Like I've hmm. seen it, you know, I've seen a bunch of episodes, but I never was like, oh, the Brady Bunch, you know? I love the Brady Bunch. Did you? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. well, uh, speaking of Shelley Long, my wife and I are, well, it's a rewatch for me. She's watching it for the first time. We should do a podcast. <gasps> no. Uh, but we're watching <laughs> Cheers. Which is uh, it's great. It's a great show. I love it. I'll give it another chance. Sometime. I think you should. I didn't get very far into it before I gave up. So I actually just too. I never watched the final season of Frasier. So while we've been watching Cheers, I started watching the final season of Frasier just on my own because that new Paramount Plus Frasier revival, which nobody wants and won't be good, is coming out. But I feel oh, like right. I felt like I needed to see the final season of Frasier before things start happening. So I did, and I liked it. It was a good... I was going to say, that's a good, good season, it is. if I recall. It is, yeah. TV, August 26th, Seventh Heaven debuted on the WB. Of course. Seventh Heaven. Was this an Andrews family tradition? Did you guys all get your meals and sit around the TV? <laughs> I don't know and... that it was like we all watched it together, but we did watch it a lot. Okay. I remember there was this one episode where uh, the dad... Somebody shoots him. Oh. Like a troubled youth shoots wow. him. And okay. I was like, but mom, like, it really looks like he's bleeding. And mom was having to, like, describe to me mm. how an actor would pretend they're bleeding. And I was like, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We also got Malcolm and Eddie debuted on UPN. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, like Malcolm Jamal Warner from The Cosby Show. Yeah, yeah, it was a good one. Sure. Music, August 22nd, The Twelve Deadly Sins, spelled C-Y-N-S, and then oh. some. A compilation from Cindy Lauper went gold in the U.S. and gave her a major career boost. You know, I almost saw Cindy Lauper in concert about this time, hmm. probably because of this album. Uh, my, we got tickets to go see Cher, and it was Cher, and Cindy Lauper was the opening act, and it was this whole big thing. We had to, like, go to a JCPenney's and, like, a Ticketmaster booth at JCPenney's and buy physical <laughs> tickets and then drove there and it was like 90 minutes away and they were like, yeah, Cher's sick. No concert tonight. Ugh. So, and you... it was like 20 plus years before I got to see Cher and it was worth it, but do it was mean, a sad day. Do you day. mean Cindy Lauper? No, I never saw Cindy Lauper. Oh, oh, okay. I did see Cher, but yes. Cindy Lauper would have been the opening act right here and like, uh... it was probably like 98, 99, but gotcha. yeah. <laughs> Uh, August 23rd, Amy Grant released House of Love, which hit number one on the contemporary Christian charts and was certified double platinum. Yes, I think this was the beginning of her like, maybe not all of my songs have to be about Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> maybe some could maybe, just be about a, maybe not. A, a gal having a good time out there, you know? <laughs> Video games, August 25th, Tekken 2 was released yeah. on the PS1. I know. Speak, speaking of the Andrews household, I know you were a Tekken family. We were. Yes. Yeah. So I I talked to my brother about it. I think we mostly played Tekken 3. Uh, okay. um, though I think we owned Tekken 2, so I'm sure I've played it. But yeah, Tekken's the good stuff. Mm. I was uh, I was all Street Fighter and uh, Justice League Task Force. I, I didn't play Tekken until like... I, I had an Xbox One, and as part of like the deals with gold, there was an old Tekken game on there. That was the first time I ever played Tekken, like as a full blown adult. Do not watch the movie. Whatever okay. you do, it's wasn't awful. Wasn't planning on it. Wasn't planning on it. It's okay. one of the worst movies I've ever seen. If really, because I've seen the Island of Doctor Moreau. If Three Nice Things was still going, that would well, have to be on the done. list. It's done, Kendra. <laughs> okay, take us beyond the zip code. In. 2023, Michael Steger, who plays Naveed in the CW years, popped up as Will Fisher on Grey's Anatomy. This was a, it was a big deal episode. The episode is called I'll Follow the Sun. And it was the final appearance, final series regular appearance. She's definitely going to be back of Ellen Pompeo as Meredith Grey. One of the few holdouts from the uh, original, you know, cast of Grey's Anatomy. So this was a, a big episode. And yeah, an old CW alum showed up there. Nice. I saw in the news that she was leaving. Yeah. She's so good, but man, that show is like at least 10 years past its sell-by date. It's rough. <laughs> It'll go It's forever. so hard. Hillary and I, my wife Hillary, do you remember? Do you remember yes. Hillary? Yes, yeah, I've, I know. We, <laughs> you know, I don't even know how, but we started watching Grey's Anatomy like on DVD and then we finally caught up and then we were watching the new seasons and it was like, 
two years ago, we were just like, I can't take another minute of this show. And it makes me crazy because I've watched like whatever, like 18 seasons of this show and it's still going and I don't know what's happening, but I don't want to because it's bad now. Yeah, that's what happens. It's rough. I, the Office is my favorite show, as you know. I'm wearing an Office I, yeah. shirt right now. Oh, you are. Yeah, you um, are. I watch it pretty much every day and I usually will skip season nine. Just skip it completely. Yeah. It's a great finale, though. The finale is really great. It's getting yeah. there that... Is, yeah. is rough for me. I get I get why you feel that way. I don't I don't hate it as much as you, but just like I don't skip the first season of Parks and Rec. Oh so. yeah, you gotta skip it. Well, it's pointless. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> who's living yeah. in Beverly Hills? Oh, I forgot to write a synopsis. Do we care? Oh, a synopsis. I'll make up one right now, live. Oh, uh, oh, okay. It's the end of the summer and everyone yeah. is returning to Beverly yes. Hills. Yep. Donna and David are working on a music video. It's going great. Perfectly, yeah. <laughs> Claire and Steve really miss each other. And so we have a comedy of errors with them trying to Reconnect. fly and, and surprise each other. Yep. And then Valerie is getting help from a CPA because apparently the club's not doing well. Yeah. And who am I missing? Brandon, uh, his car breaks down on his way back from his summer trip. The trip he... he was supposed to take with Susan, which Steve accompanied him on instead, which I think is cute. Yes. And he he uh, encounters racism in the, in the South, wherever he, he is. Texas, is that where he is? Yes, yes he's Because they're Texas. going to see the Alamo. So. Uh -huh. Yeah. Was that a good synopsis? Yeah. I think, I think you pretty much got everything covered. Yeah. All right. Now who's living in Beverly Hills? Okay. Today's episode was written by Larry Mullen and directed by James Whitmore Jr. We have but one uh, returning player here, Julie Parrish as Joan Diamond. She's back. Uh, we have a final appearance. We have a final appearance of Amanda Anka as Barbara. Remember, we spent the last several episodes being like, who's Barbara? Yes. This time, it, this time it was abundantly clear. Yes. She walked into the frame and David was like, oh, Barbara. Barbara. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Our old friend. So we just got to know her and she's gone forever. New recurring players. We got a few new ones. We have Joseph Guillen as Kenny Bannerman. This is an old friend of Jim Walsh who's helping uh, Valerie, I don't know, get some money out of the peach pit. I don't know. She's having money problems. So. Whatever she's doing. I mean, to be fair, the only thing she's booked in there is slow acoustic guitar and like painting. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if financial management is really the issue that uh, she's facing, but whatever. Uh, Joseph Guillen appeared in Lois and Clark, Mad About You, TJ Hooker, and is best known for de playing Detective Tom Ryan on Knott's Landing with a little baby Brian Austin Green. Baby. We have Maya Murphy as Mariah Campbell. She's best known for playing Tiffany Ryan in the series In the House with Debbie, not Debbie Reynolds. I wrote Debbie Reynolds. That would be hilarious. Uh, it was Debbie <laughs> Allen. Debbie <laughs> Allen and LL Cool J, but man, what I wouldn't give to watch a 90s sitcom starring Debbie Reynolds and LL Cool J. Oh my gosh. Oh, that would, that be, would be a great be, pairing. would be wonderful. I forgot about this show completely until I looked it up, but I loved this show. LL Cool J was like, um, he was like a former football player who was like broke. And so we had to like rent his house. And so like Debbie Allen and her family, including Maya Murphy, like moved into the house and it's sort of like a will they won't they situation the premise makes no sense but i loved the show yeah it looks familiar yeah we have jenny ing she is just an uncredited student here but she pops up in the background a lot of times she has another credited appearance later on in the season and she played jenny the lifeguard across much of the baywatch franchise i'm talking baywatch classic baywatch nights baywatch wedding in hawaii Everywhere. All the Baywatch. I didn't. I'm just reading the DVDs behind you, Kendra. So that's how I knew. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other cast members include singer-songwriter Roy Gaines. He appears as himself here. He also appeared in the film The Color Purple. And if you're following us on social media, as Kendra suggested, we shared out a Roy Gaines playlist so you could listen to some uh, Roy Gaines blues tunes. I wondered if this was a real, a fame, not a real person, a famous oh. person. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, because and he has a, a really great voice. Yeah, he does. He really does. The playlist is cool. It's still up, so you can go listen to it. Uh, Randall Slavin is here as Taz Botel. So he appeared in the film Primal Fear, which we have 
proven beyond a shadow of a doubt, Kendra, you have not seen it. I've not seen Primal Fear. We've never watched Primal Fear together. You've never seen it. Nope. But you have seen Randall Slavin because he played Refrax in the Generation X TV pilot that we did as a crossover with our pals at previously on X-Men. Excellent. Loved mm-hmm. that movie. So oh, good. Oh, so good. So good. Kenneth White as Lee. He also appeared as a detective in Melrose Place. So there you go. He was just on the lot. They were like, Kenneth, get over here. Uh, he's He's got a long history in TV and film with credits like Starsky and Hutch, MASH, ER, Enterprise, and The Closer. Did you ever watch The Closer, Kendra? No, you, I, it's been on my Jura list, Sedgwick? though. Every time I, I think... saw a, a commercial for it, I was like, man, that looks good. But I never yeah. watched it. Yeah, uh, it, it was great. I really think you'd like it. And it has a spinoff called Major Crimes, which retains most of the cast, just not Kira Sedgwick. And I always intended to watch it, and I just never had. But anyway, you could find this dude on it. Uh, we have Lucy Lee Flippin as the librarian. She has lots of fun credits. I'm only including her here because I'm also a librarian. Yeah. And I feel that she did not represent my profession well yeah. with, her, with her overt racism. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But she has a lot of fun TV credits. I had a good time scrolling through her IMDb. She was on The Ropers, Moonlighting, Golden Girls, Small Wonder, Still Standing, Charmed, uh, plus movies like Annie Hall, Police Academy 2, and Rat Race. (laughs) Rat Race. Rat Race. Rat Race, which it is a funny movie. (laughs) And it also features another 90210 alum, Dean Cain. So there you go. That's right. We have Christopher Dahlberg as Lamar. He was on shows like Buffy, Jag, Walker, Texas Ranger, and The X-Files. We have Aaron Braxton as Daniel, also in The X-Files, also in ER plus CSI Miami. We have Nigel Thatch as Rosie. And I I wrote this before I watched it, and I don't remember who this character is. No idea. But, But decades later, he appeared as Malcolm X in the film Selma and also plays Malcolm X in the series The Godfather of Harlem. Do you think he was the friend of the boyfriend of Mariah who like sits down and tells Brandon he's going to beat him up? Maybe? Yeah. I don't know if they ever say his name. I was just a little confused because Malcolm X was pretty young during his lifetime. And if he's playing that character like 20 years later, that's a little confusing to me. But I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. No idea. Anyway, finally, we have Bill Birch as Fred. He was in Just Shoot Me. Great show. And NCIS, a show I've never seen a second of. All right. Is it time? It is. Yeah. To begin season seven? It is. Did you ever think we'd be here? It's amazing to see how much we've covered versus how much we have left. Yeah. There's still a long train ahead of us. There's a long train ahead of us, Kendra, but we're, we're putting some track down. All right. Here we go. Remember the Alamo. We start Mm -hmm. on the beach where David and Donna are doing a music video shoot. It's nighttime. They're tired. They've been working on it for weeks, I guess, most of the summer. And apparently Taz, the musician, has been Mm -hmm. hard to work with. I guess David and Donna are just fully together. Did we end that way in season six? Yes, I think that was the implication. I think okay. they were but like, they well, if like we love each other. together, were they? No, it's kind of like, we're, we're going to be together now. We're going to do it. Okay, well, they're together. Nibbling on okay. each other's ears and everything. Got it. So they're getting ready to do this next scene, but then they learn that Taz, is, he's done for the night. He's, he's over. Yeah. He's out. He's over yeah. it. And Donna is like, oh, we'll get it tomorrow. It'll be fine. And for some reason, we're going right into David is a jerk. Yeah. To start the yeah, season. I know. I was watching this scene and like, he's too mean to her. I do think that Donna is being annoying. A little. Like, David's really frustrated and she's like, well, at least we have each other. And he's like, oh my gosh, Donna. <laughs> so like, I kind of get it. But given their history, it's a little much. Yeah, but he's he calls her. He's like, what a stupid answer. What's wrong with you, you idiot? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. Yeah, so David is feeling this pressure. He's like, you know, one bad video, you're out of the game, which certainly that's not true. There are so many bad yeah. videos out there. Right. But anyway, right. yeah, Don is trying to be lovey and flirty, and he's like, no, we got to focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get the intro. Everyone gets a new look yeah, to camera. A new little pivot, sure. Tori Spelling has dark hair this season. 
And mm-hmm. Claire is more of a, almost a redhead, like strawberry yeah. blonde kind of. Yeah. Nat is still in the credits. Yeah. So, so that's cool. All right, we go to Kelly Donna Claire's. Kelly is talking on the phone with her professor about volunteering. When Claire arrives home from her summer travels, she missed Steve a lot. And Kelly says that they're going to be home soon. Right now, they're staying at the Alamo Hotel. They're going to see the Alamo and be home by Friday is yep. the plan. And Claire, Claire's really surprised at how much she missed Steve. She didn't think she would miss him that much. I feel like the Prince Carl stuff kind of made them reevaluate their yeah. feelings for each other. You know, it was kind of like, oh, maybe this is like legit. Yeah. We go to Hadley City in Texas, <laughs> where Steve and Brandon have broken down and they're being towed to an auto shop. They're in the car with Lee, I believe, is the is the Oh, I think so, yeah. Character's name. And he's talking to them about their travels. They just went to Atlanta for the nineteen ninety-six Olympics. So Steve's like wearing his Olympics baseball cap. Oh yeah. And- yeah. Um, Lee is very impressed that they're from Beverly Hills. So they get to the auto shop and Lee tells, is it his son? Is Lamar his son or his I, nephew? Or... Unclear. His employee. Whatever. His, his employee yeah. of some kind. Yeah. And tells him, you know, go to the yard, get this water pump so we can fix this car by today so they can get on the road. And Lamar is straight up hick, doesn't want to yeah. help. Yeah, uh, not interested in any of that. But he no, goes. he goes. I'm trying to be sympathetic, but like they're doing a cross country trip, driving a classic Mustang. I like, thought the same thing. What the heck? I you, was you like, could, this is not a, a cross country road trip car. <laughs> you couldn't couldn't find a hot air balloon or something a little less reliable. <laughs> and so Lamar and his friend have like a little stare down with Steve and Brandon, which is kind of funny. Steve is really sad that he's not going to be home by Friday. Brandon's like, he'll be home Saturday. It'll be fine. And he's like, but I miss Claire. I love her. (laughs) I love her so much. They see a bus leaving for Houston. And Brandon says, look, go get on that bus. Go to Houston. Fly out of Houston to LA. You'll be home. Great. And Steve's like, I am going to do that. Don't tell anyone I'm coming. I'm going to surprise Claire. This is a crazy thing to do. A little. This is a crazy thing to do. Like, Brandon is stranded. His car doesn't yeah. work. They're in the middle of nowhere. And He's Steve's leaving just like, Brandon alone just, in this I'm just going to leave you here. It's nuts. It's crazy. Not to mention, I mean, today, plane tickets are crazy. But, like, how does that work? You're just like, I'm going to just fly today. Change my flight. Or, or get a ticket. I don't know. Just seems yeah. crazy. Yeah, I think he could have done it in the 90s. Yeah, he could have kept his shoes on and waltzed right on there smoking a cigarette. (laughs) So Brandon's going to go see the Alamo alone, uh, which he says, which he does say, I've been traveling alone all summer. I can go see the Alamo alone. So I wonder if Steve only joined him for like one leg of the trip. Like maybe they met at the Olympics or something. Yeah, maybe. And they're driving back. Which yeesh like texas to la that's not i checked it's 20 hours oh my goodness straight Mm -hmm. 20 hours straight that's too much yeah yeah but but coming from atlanta like did they go atlanta to texas i mean that's it seems like it he's lucky that that car is not just like a heaping (laughs) rubble of ash you know what i mean So Brandon goes to a payphone and calls Valerie Valerie to check in, make sure she's been paying all the bills. Yes. See how she's doing. And uh, she seems like she's doing okay. She's had kind of a boring, you know, she's been alone all summer. Which was um, kind of what we did last year, too. It was like, at the end of the last summer, it was like, none of the gang talked to me because Brandon was gone. And it's like yeah. the same thing again. Yeah. And we learn that the Peach Pit is apparently doing lousy all of a sudden. Hmm. Not doing well. So Brandon sees a library and decides to to wander on in. And here he meets librarian Mariah. And she he asks her for stuff about the Alamo. So she yeah. gets him some books and she's going to go look for some documents for him as well. I, I, you know, I get crazy reference questions sometimes when I'm on the desk. 
like sometimes people will call me and just say things like, what time does McDonald's close? And I'm like, well, if you made a phone call, you could call the McDonald's. It's fine. You know, thought of mind. It's fine. You know, but I have, um, I have one regular and it's something like just yesterday he called and I was like, you know, it's the library. And he was like the current price of silver. (laughs) So I looked it up. No lead up. That was just (laughs) not even a hello. Just the current price of silver, which by the way, is twenty dollars and ninety one cents per ounce, everyone. So <laughs> the price some, of silver, sir. Somebody, somebody coming in and asking about uh, the Alamo would not surprise me, or if they just want Carfax, you know what I mean? Just whatever. whatever I was it is. just about to say, uh, my husband works in a library, and he he had someone come in and just yell Carfax at him. Yell Carfax, and he yes. was just like, "What? Do, what about Carfax? What do you want?" And they just kept saying Carfax. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. We go to a nail salon where Claire and Kelly are getting their nails done. Claire's talking about she had a great summer. She traveled around Europe. She saw some friends in Switzerland and had a had a great time traveling. Kelly did summer school and she's all caught up. Perfect. That's great. <laughs> the only thing I... she has to do is an internship. For one of her courses and once she finishes that she's good to go right as rain i was trying to think if we've had like a kelly claire just the two of them hang out it's been a bit i think i don't know they never and they were kind of you know like the Terra stuff they were really not super friendly with each other so i guess you know all is good now yeah valerie arrives i don't (laughs) know why did claire invite her I, I thought know. it was just a coincidence. I didn't they think it was on They just happened purpose. to go to the same nail salon? Okay. Yeah. And, you know, Kelly and Valerie are still snippy with each other. We learned that the <laughs> FBI agent who Valerie was all flirty with at the end of season six uh, got reassigned to Miami. Oh. And it was just too hard yep. to do the long distance. Yep. Kelly makes, like, a comment about, like, oh, on to the next guy. And Valerie says, I'll just wait for you to get a new guy, and then I'll go after him. (laughs) Which Uh, would be, I think it'd be funnier if it wasn't true. (laughs) Right, that's that's true. Yeah, she's just laying her plans out. That's not a joke. Claire then says that she is about to get on a plane. She's going to fly to the Alamo to meet Steve. (laughs) Great. Perfect. Perfect timing. Back at the library, Brandon is sitting at a table reading his books and Mariah brings him some more documents to look at and sits down and they're talking about this research she's done and being, you know, flirty as they're talking. And is it her boss, this woman, or is it just a co-worker? It's her boss. Her boss. Okay, so this other librarian, like, sees her sit down and is like, comes and stands closer and then eventually comes over and tells her, you know, you need to be cataloging, blah, blah, blah. And Mariah's like, okay, he was asking me questions. Just, and she just keeps being like, well, you shouldn't be doing this. And you, you have an attitude and apologize to me. I mean, just like blatantly racist. Right. Attitude towards Mariah. Yeah. And I, I, like, I couldn't tell, like, is it because she's, being flirty with Brandon or is that just the way it is? And it kind of seems like that's just the way it is. I don't know. It was hard to tell because later on people will be upset that she and Brandon are together. So it seems like maybe that was, that's part of it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, it seems like old librarian is starting racist and the Brandon thing is maybe just sort of being like, well, I simply can't (laughs) allow this. Yeah. Yeah. So Mariah, this apparently is not new. Mariah has had it and she's like you know what I'm not apologizing to you for nothing I quit yep and she walks out of the library and Brandon's like no she didn't mean that it's fine and she's like no 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 I'm out (laughs) so Brandon runs after her out of the library and is apologizing he's like I'm so sorry I didn't mean for that to happen and she said don't worry it's been a long time coming and he he keeps like running after her and grabbing her arm, which which I thought was a little yeah too much. Overly familiar, that's for sure. Yeah, but he he's like asking her to lunch, and she says, "Well, I don't know you." And so then they introduce themselves and learn Classic. each other's names. And he's like, "Now you know me. Let's go to lunch." 
So as they're talking and then they walk to a restaurant, Lamar from the car place and his friend, they're in their car and they see the two of them together and they do not like it. Mm-mm. Shock shocker, this guy is yeah. a is a racist. Yeah. Okay, Valerie is meeting with Kenny, the CPA, who wants to be called Kenny, not Ken, because Ken That's is right. Barbie's boyfriend. Speaking of inappropriate, this guy right away is like, "Oh, yes. I didn't know you. Were, I didn't know you were such a hot little number." Uh, this is a friend of Jim Walsh, by the way. I don't know if we said that. We but did this say is somebody, that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So this is someone Jim had suggested. For I her. wrote it down that the first thing he says to her was like, "Oh, Jim didn't tell you me how young and attractive you are." Yeah. So inappropriate. Right. But she's like, oh, thank you. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, instantly, the the sexual tension is just palpable. This guy is not good looking or and he's old. I don't get it. But well, whatever. He's he's basically the same guy as the FBI agent before. It's the same thing. Same bad suit. Same dumb blonde face, you know. So, yeah, apparently there's a lot of new competition and the, the Peach Pit has been suffering. So she wants money so that she can kind of reinvent the Peach Pit after dark and mm-hmm. put some life back into it. Yeah. And he says, well, I'm your man. And she's like, awesome. I hope you are. <laughs> <laughs> At Kelly Donna Claire's, Taz, the singer. Rock star, yeah. Yes, is sleeping in Donna's room. And Donna has to wake him up soon, make sure he gets to the shoot on time. She's telling all this to Kelly because it's just, you know, it's been a whole thing with this guy. So as they're talking, Taz wakes up and he is just, you know, British, like obnoxious. Yeah. I don't know if if there's any other words to describe him, but he um, immediately recognizes Kelly from the cover of Seventeen magazine when she was yeah. on the cover. Yeah, he, knows he never her forgets name. her face. Yeah. Yep. And he is like in love with her instantly. Yeah. Yeah. So Dawn is like, well, why don't we talk more about Kelly on our way back to the shoot? And kind of gives <laughs> Kelly the like look like please help me yes, with this yes. guy. So Kelly agrees to come to the to the music video shoot so mm-hmm. they can get Taz there. At the restaurant back in Texas, Brandon and Mariah are talking about Brandon's trip and all the places he went. Mariah has never been anywhere, but she really wants to go to New York City. Oh. Um, She wants to be a writer. Specifically, she wants to write about angels. I forgot to mention in the earlier scene. That's her thing. Angels. Angels. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but like she, nothing comes of that. No. It's just a fun a fact thing. about Mariah. Yeah, yeah, she likes angels. Yeah, they both touch on past relationships, but mm-hmm. they don't really want to talk about them. But yes. basically, Brandon says he's over Susan. Yeah. Over it. Did Susan... Susan hasn't graduated, so she would be back. Correct? No, she, no, she was dropping out of school. She dropped out. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if she dropped out forever or if she had to like miss a semester well, or Yeah, I mean she probably yeah. like deferred or whatever, but gotcha. I think she was gonna ride that train until she had to get off, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Back at the video shoot on the beach, what a strange video. I wrote the same thing. It's nonsense. <laughs> There's it like make any giant, sense. giant like letter blocks like kids letter blocks Mm -hmm. and then there's people on top of those blocks with bat heads yes on and bikinis yep i don't know it was i don't either it was bizarre it is weird is this a real song because it's on i didn't recognize i didn't recognize it at all so it must be fake yeah i i figured because we were i watched on paramount plus so yeah that's usually a giveaway so <laughs> they're watching the the shoot happen yeah. and it's going well. But then all of a sudden Taz sees Kelly again and like waves to her and stops the whole shoot because he wants mm-hmm. to talk to Kelly. Of course. David, this, you know, makes him very upset. He's specifically mad at Donna for inviting Kelly. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why did you do that? You're distracting him. And why would you bring Kelly and blah, blah, blah. And Donna's like, I don't need this. 
shut up. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna do what I want. So she turns around and yells at Taz, get on stage. And he's like, wait, what? And then Kelly's like, yeah, you should go. Like, this song is amazing. Go get go get back on stage. <laughs> it's wonderful. Yeah. At the Walsh house, Valerie is like sneaking around the house because she hears water running. Yeah. And then yeah. I guess she realizes like, oh, someone's in the shower. It must be Steve. Because then she runs into the bathroom and is like, Steve, you're home. And he is indeed in the shower with soap all over his face it's very he's very very comfortable with his nudity as well yeah in front of i guess who cares uh, in front of val i was watching this i was like they have more of a sibling relationship than (laughs) brandon and valerie have but okay i mean i don't i don't walk in on my sibling in the shower i don't know about you but true no i don't i don't yeah so so steve's like i'm home because i wanted to see claire i'm gonna surprise her it's gonna be amazing and valerie says well Bad news. Yeah. She went to Texas to surprise uh, you. Oh, no. Steve is, he thinks that Claire's going to be mad at him. I don't know why that would be his thought, but. I guess because she went all the way there and he wasn't there. But I feel like Claire would be mad about that. Yeah. So then he decides, I'm going to fly to Texas. I'm going to catch her. Like, I, I can do it. I can get there in time to, to be there when she gets Great. there. Perfect. And while he's excited he like throws his towel off so he's just like naked running around the room with valerie there it's funny shenanigans back at the auto place in texas brandon and mariah arrive to see how the car is doing and the part is just sitting there on the ground and lamar is refusing to to fix the car lee is gone for the day the person who would make him do it and uh, he proceeds to say many racist slurs to Yes, Mariah. he does. Yes, he does. But uh, I don't, here's what I don't understand. Like, he wasn't doing the car stuff before Brandon and Mariah showed up together. So he just doesn't like Brandon or he resents. I, I, I don't know. I think he was going to do it, but then he saw the two of them together and he was like, I'm, I'm going to be. It's over. Yeah, okay. Annoying about this. All right. But yeah, Brandon is like getting in his face, like maybe going to fight him. But Mariah pulls him away and tries to de-escalate the situation. Yeah. Mariah suggests, you know, maybe she should leave so that he can get his car fixed faster. Uh-huh. But Brandon's like, no, we're hanging out. Yeah. He, he wants to keep hanging out with her. Okay, we have uh, the rap party for the music video. They finally finished filming and now it is party time. Party time. Nat and Joan are invited, apparently. Uh, of course. Yeah. Of course you'd want Nat and Joan, yeah. Joan is pregnant still? She sure is. She okay. sure is. Yeah, she's great with child. <laughs> Valerie is also there. And Taz comes over to talk to Kelly, Nat and Joan, and Valerie. And Kelly, like, introduces them all. Valerie tries to, like, say, hey, you should come play at my club. But he just ignores the three of them to talk to Kelly. Uh And he wants to hang out with her the next day. But she's like, sorry, I've got to do this volunteer thing. It's for school. And she says that she's volunteering at an AIDS clinic, AIDS shelter. Yes, which was very out of left field. Yes. Like, it just hasn't been expressed as an interest of hers. Up until this point, but I guess this is like the internship that she was talking about. Yes, this is what she's chosen to do for that internship. It turns Taz off immediately. Immediately. He's like, okay, bye. Immediately, yeah. (laughs) Valerie asks if this is her martyr phase. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Um, Valerie. (laughs) And then someone mentions... I think yeah, Valerie so, says that Steve went to Texas and Kelly's yes. like, oh, Claire just called me and said he's not there. So she's coming back. So yep. now they're like, you know, going to miss each other again. So we yep. go to the airport and it is it's not a great time in the airport. All flights are pretty much grounded for some yep. reason. I missed the reason, but it's not it's not going well. And we no. see Steve is stuck there and then he goes to the to the payphone. And then on the other side of the payphone is Claire. 
They're stuck in the same uh, airport, uh, but they uh, don't uh, know. Uh, yeah, I love it. So funny. <laughs> Back at the rap party, David apologizes for the way he's been acting. Uh, but he is worried because no one from MZA showed up for anything. Yes. Like the filming, they didn't show up and no one's at the rap party. Yeah, so it's not a good, not a good a sign. Concerned. And as they're talking about this... Barbara? Barbara. Is yeah, it is. Barbara arrives and they're like, oh, where's Eric? And we learn that Eric has been let go. Yes, he has. The company is restructuring, cutting the fat, and Eric is gone. He's gone. We're not sure what that means. So David and Donna's contracts are up in two weeks, apparently. So David is worried. He's like, where does that leave me? And Barbara's like, I don't know. Is there food at this party? <laughs> <laughs> couldn't care less at mariah's house in texas they are enjoying some dinner and talking about i don't know they talk about her her grannies in new orleans visiting friends so i guess it's her granny's house that she like uh, yeah they i guess yeah because she's because she's like heating up the leftovers that granny yeah. made so, so i think so yeah yeah brandon mentions he doesn't know what he really wants to do at school this year because he he works at the paper, but he doesn't really want to go back to the paper because old of memories. Susan. Yeah. Is there anything else from that scene that I missed? That's all I wrote down. I don't think so. I think there's just a little bit more talk about her really wanting to like go out and make something of her life and get yeah. out of town and stuff like that. And he's encouraging about that. So they go to a bar, Gabe's bar, to have a drink and see some live music. And what was yeah. the what's the singer's name? Roy Gaines. Roy, Roy Gaines. Gaines. Yeah. And as they're sitting there, uh, two guys come up to them. We learn one of their names is Daniel. I don't know what the other one's name is, <laughs> but they come in. They come in hot. They are displeased with Brandon and Mariah being together, and Daniel pulls Mariah away to talk to her and the friend sits down and, and threatens yeah. Brandon basically. And it's they, all like, very aggressive. Yeah. They stare each other down. Mariah comes back and says, apparently we're offending people. So maybe let's leave. Daniel tries to get Mariah to stay, but she says it's over and I'll sit with whoever I want to sit with. Mm -hmm. Brandon makes no attempt to deescalate the situation. He's like, I'll fight anyone for any reason. <laughs> <laughs> at the airport steve and claire finally find each other and we get the classic scene where they're running slow motion through the airport into each other's arms it was goofy but i liked it it was very goofy and uh they they missed each other they're off to the nearest hotel for the night oh for Spicy. some love making <laughs> Yes. So Brandon spends the night on Mariah's couch and he wakes up to Mariah's brought him a little bit of breakfast and coffee. And he, she's kind of trying to push him out the door. And he's like, why are you trying to get rid of me? And we learn that she's going to New York City that day. She's go she's leaving. She's Grandma's out of town. She's going to leave Grandma a note <laughs> saying, I'm moving to New York City. <laughs> I know I said I'd watch the house, but... I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. Yep. So she's off to New York City and Brandon couldn't be happier for her. Couldn't be. Be impossible for him to be happier. <laughs> At the Walsh house, Kenny calls Valerie, wakes her up and says he's looked over her, her stuff and he thinks he can get her some money, a loan of some kind or whatever. Um, and he's like, you know, I might need to see you again to go over paperwork. Cool. And I don't know. There's just a lot of flirtiness. Yeah. Valerie says uh, it was a tough night, but every night is, is tough when you're alone. Whoa. <laughs> At Kelly Donna Claire's, David comes over and says, let's go hang out at MZA, kind of get the lay of the land, talk to people, put our faces out there, make sure that we're in the know with what's going on. Yeah. But Donna doesn't want to do that. She was just heading out to do some laundry. She wants to do her laundry, drink wine, watch a tape that her dad taped yeah. for her. 
that's what she wants to do. She's she's really kind of blowing him off. And it's odd after the end of last season where it's she kind of blew off Joe to be like, no, I want to make music videos with David forever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and now she's like, but a VHS tape that my dad got me. I don't know. <laughs> And she also says that she she's like, maybe we should just stay freelance. Like, I hated working with these, like, big ticket artists. Like, that yeah. was not fun for yeah. us. One of them was Power Man 5000. One of them was Ray. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> and Donna, she's like, you know, we're about to start school again. That's what I want to do. I want to focus on school. So maybe let's just, like, let see what happens. And if we get to keep doing this, it's fine. So David, David is like this, I've gotten a taste of this life. I want to keep doing it. And there's no other studios in town I could do this with. It's this yeah. one or, or nothing. Yeah. I found this to be kind of a retread of the David Donna radio host storyline yes. where Donna, you know, I think the difference was with the radio stuff, Donna never wanted to do it. Like she never, she only did it as a favor. And so for him to be like, no, you have to do it forever was a little unfair. I just feel like this time she really was kind of like committed to this and signing contracts. So she doesn't have to do it forever, but I don't think she's being very like, look, I know this, we were planning on this, but I've tried it and it's just not working. She's just kind of like, no, whatever. I'm not going to do it anymore, which I think is not cool. It's not cool. I mean, he hasn't been very nice to her. So I'm sure that's contributing to it. And in fact, she does say, you know, I'm out of this partnership, you do it alone. And David says, if you walk away, there's no guarantees about anything. And anything. And she says, the way you've been acting, I don't want any of it. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, I get I get her there. He has not been a good partner. But no. at the same time, it is a very hard pivot mm-hmm. from where they were last season. So. Yeah. Our last scene is Brandon is at the bus station getting Mariah's stuff on the bus. She's off to New York City to write her book about angels, I guess. And she says that Brandon <laughs> is proof that angels do exist. Oh, What a gem. So as they are saying goodbye, Lamar and his friend walk around the corner and see the two of them. And so Brandon kind of like catches his eye and leans in and kisses Mariah. Mm. and then he gets in his car and hits the road. Like, because he wanted to or because he wanted to tick them off? I feel like he was just using her at that point, which was gross to me. Yes, I think he just wanted to make the racists angry. Yes. And so that's what he did. Okay. I mean, it, it, it did feel like it was kind of building to a kiss anyway, but I don't know. Yeah, I think you I think you fix that scene by having her be in on it. Yeah. Have them have them both see them and be like, all right, let's give them a show. Yeah, but instead it's better. like you're right. You know, just kind of gross. But anyway. Yeah. Uh wow. Now don't you know snap, Kendra? I think I will give it to the scene in the bar. Okay. Where so, they're fighting about Mariah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yes. where her ex okay. comes in and they're oh, okay. Yeah. With you. Uh, I want to give it to the uh, Valerie Kelly. I'm just going to wait till you get a man and take him because that just. That was good. That that feels so like Dynasty to me. I was having some flashbacks here, Kendra, to how I felt about the season six premiere, which kind of shucked all the things that we lined up Mm. for season six. Yeah. Because I feel like I don't think we're 100 percent done with David Donna, but to go from like now we're going to have David and Donna again for them to be like, no, done. David and Donna are going to bark on this new journey where they're going to make music videos. No, done. You know, like, it just feels like Valerie, too. Valerie's like, oh, I'm starting this promising relationship with this FBI guy. And then it's like, no, he transferred. You know, yeah. it just feels like, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I don't know. And we had some Kelly Brandon, but there's no mention of, like, Kelly no. missed Brandon or, Mm-mm. like, none of that. Not even any indication that they spoke. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah. So, yeah, I yeah, I don't like that. And I think a big problem with this episode is that it's the classic 90210. They bring up racism, but what was the point? Yeah, they don't just like they don't really there be racists out there. Yeah. yeah. That that's kind of the the whole point of it. No one learns a lesson. No one no. 
changes their view. I don't no, know. I know. I was really thinking about that, like as I was watching this, because in some ways I feel like it's maybe the least problematic episode we've had that deals with racial issues, because it really is not even making a statement other than yeah. people racist. Some people are uncomfortable with other, th- you know what I mean? Like it's not, that's it. It's just like, that's it. Some people are racist is yeah. the takeaway. <laughs> right. And it really doesn't have a statement that it's trying to make. So like on the one hand, I guess like, okay. Cause before they went for like a learning moment and failed. Yes. So at least this is just putting it out there. And I don't know how common that was on, you know, teen dramas of the time, you That's know? That's true, yeah. So maybe maybe there's some value there. I feel like maybe an argument could be made that they kind of make Brandon a bit of a white savior because he shows up and yeah. now she has the courage to go out into the world and write her book because yeah. he encouraged her. It's a little iffy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, not good, not good. I feel, I feel like I like the episode okay, you know? Yeah, yeah, it was fine. It's the redirects that I don't quite like so much. I feel like the only true carryover from the end of season six to the start of season seven was Steve and Claire kind of doubling down on their feelings for each other. Yeah. That's the only thing that felt like it was picking up a thread. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I guess we will see that, in fact. All right. Well, uh, you can catch me every other week on The Sandorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. Uh, we're also starting a new show over at the David A. Howe Public Library where I work called But Have You Tried, where uh, my co-host and I throw random things at each other and the other one has to try them out. So she's going to be learning about Elvis first. So nice. there you go. I thought you already started that. We recorded like an episode zero. That's kind of like, oh, okay. this is what we're doing. But the first official episode is coming out in March of 2023. Nice. Very yep. exciting. Well, I'm Miss Musebox91 on Twitter, and I am the co-host of 90s Music Got Me Like. You did it. Where we talk about 90s music. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. I believe our next song is Song 2 by Blur. Oh, okay. If you heard it, you would know you would know it. Okay. All right. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. I guess we'll find out. All right. Well, then you can join us back here in one week when we continue with season seven, episode two. Here we go again. (gasps) 9021, here we go again. (gasps) Yay. I hope there's ABBA music. Yes.